This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Cause we're gonna be It's confirmation. It's like the stuff that you already maybe knew in your gut. 100%. Where, where you, you were pushing towards. It's like, okay, like I'm not the only one who feels like this. I'm not crazy. Um, yeah, so you write about like some people that I know. Dion Graham is, is someone who I've known and worked with a bit. And um, it was dope. It, it's just like, it's great to have it as a resource, that as a reminder that you're not the only one in the world who feels like this. I totally agree. I, I think affirmation is like, you know? Yeah. And just like, like to me, I always just think like, if you get one nuance, it's gold, you know? Right, right. So what's going on? Yeah, nothing, man, just working, man. I'm trying to balance it and, and you know, the, the passion and the business and, and not lose yourself in, in it and love every minute. Mm-hmm. You know? How's it going? Great. Good. So far, so good, you know? When did it start, a couple months ago? I started about last year. I started with the music. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've been doing journalism. Well, I know the genius work yes. and all that. Yeah. So, but I started the music last year. We were actually supposed to meet. I don't know if you remember this. We were supposed to meet last year, and Mike was trying to set it up, and I had to cancel. Because you were making the transition. Yeah. Well, what happened was Logic called me. He had sold out the Barclays and said, yo, do you want to come on stage with me? You were like, yeah. I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't want to cancel, but I said, uh, nah, man, that was the right case. Yeah, I would fucking cancel that. Yeah, man. That's yeah. amazing. I was in the crowd. I saw it. I saw him bring you out. Yeah. You made the right choice. I mean, that was a packed house. What do you mean? What do you mean make the right choice? <laughs> he's able, You're my guy. He was able to perform his song, man. Oh, 100%. Yeah. That's huge. Such a moment. Yeah. How'd it feel? Guy. It felt great, because I'm, I'm from Flatbush, Brooklyn, so no, I'm aware. my place is right there on Flatbush Avenue. It's crazy. Um, you must have been just like, what the fuck, huh? It wasn't even there when I was a kid. Imagine well, I know. when you're a kid, somebody says, yo, we're going to take Madison Square Garden and put it right on Flatbush Avenue and all your favorite artists will perform there. And, and you'll, you'll perform, there. perform there. I wouldn't even, that's I just crazy. Even, I used to battle on that corner of Flatbush and Atlantic hmm. Avenue because I went to school at Brooklyn Tech on the way home from school. Who's the person that roasted you the most in your battle, in the history of your life on that corner? We know, we know him. It wasn't on that corner. Nobody roasted me on that corner. Like, I, I was but, good. But I, I definitely used to battle, and there's an MC, people know him. I don't know if you heard him, his name is The Immortal Technique. Yes. Um, destroyed you? He destroyed me. Just had he had his he had his day and you didn't have your day. It's like a boxing at, match, at, you know. No, at the time he was just better than me. Period. Like it, it's just period. Yeah, what it was. You got it. Um, you just went up in weight class. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I, I wasn't. How'd you right? feel? When I lost? Yeah. I mean, it stung, but I, I, <laughs> I knew, love it. I, I love I, it. I knew he was better than me. Yeah. So, so you were looking for the upset. Yeah, I wasn't salty. Well, what, what happened was I didn't have a choice. You know, when you're challenged and, and you're there and people were watching, we, we were in a yeah. club called the Wetlands. Um, it doesn't exist anymore, but we're in the basement of this club, and everybody's watching. Like, well, you got to go for it. Like, hundred percent, because because the alternative is way worse. Yeah. And getting knocked out is a hell of a lot worse than leaving the ring. And with and the, the, the one, a lot better, excuse me. Yeah. The one lesson that I did learn, because he and I were friends before that, and so I laughed. You took, it was fun to me. You took it too light. He took it seriously. I like get he, it. I'm the same. I saw the look in his eyes. Like he was, he would yeah. kill me in that moment. And that's so funny. All my friends growing up always were like, would say that about me when we would play things. Right. They're like. I would just, I literally thought like a backyard basketball game was like fucking like 19, like Roman Empire. Like if I lose this game one-on-one, like I die. Right, right. That's how I do everything still. Yeah. 
You know, I get that. That makes a lot of sense and, to me, man. And but what what I found is in my you know in my career of journalism, <clears throat> I approach it very much the same way. Mm-hmm. When I'm creating content, when I'm doing something with an artist, yep. I want the best interview. I want the best yep. content. That's exactly right. Now, like if blah 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 had the best interview ever, you're like fuck that. Yeah. I'm gonna get something out of this guy that he's never guess, said before. And guess what? Like this is real. Like and I believe it. I have the best Kendrick Lamar interview ever. You know what I'm saying? I have the best 21 Savage interview ever. Like, you know, like this is how I feel. And I dare anybody to say something different or do better. The one where you took him to Sharp with the knife? Yeah, we we took 21 Savage. I I took him to a blacksmith with Genius, and and our team took him. And he has the knife tattoo on his head. And we recreated the knife tattoo into an actual knife. Got an actual blacksmith to do it. And through that, we had a conversation about what the tattoo means to him, um, him growing up, why he raps the way he raps. It's the reason you're, look, you're a storyteller. Right. No, it's, it's amazing. You know, it, it's funny that you realize that when I made the transition, so the thing was I grew up and I always used to rap. I thought I was gonna be a rapper first. The problem was that, you know, I had my first son. How old my son were you? 12 now. You. Oh, me? I'm 38. Right. So, and rap wasn't paying the bills, and journalism came knocking, and, and I was like, I'm not turning this check down. I got bills to pay. I got mouths to feed. Um, when I got into the industry, I still would do music, but I was made to feel like I was doing something wrong. You couldn't be a journalist and do music at the same time. You're preaching. I literally was almost fired Why from you my distracted? job at XXL. Mm-hmm. Because they didn't understand it. And when it came time to choose the music, which was the passion or the money and paying the bills. You took the money. I had to. I, you know? I, my man, everybody does. Yeah. Why do you think the people that don't get put on a pedestal? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was just afraid of, and it wasn't no, no, afraid no, no. for me. It was of my course. kid. It was not my, my, my guy. Of some, course. Some food on the table. Of course. But what happens is, now I'm, I'm... And there's a million versions of that story. Absolutely. There's a person who decides to go rob somebody and goes to jail for three years. Right. There, there's a million versions of that story. Right. The reason the person that doesn't right. choose those paths goes and is one of the few people that gets through, is put on a pedestal, it's because 99% don't even try. Don't even try. And 99% of the 1% don't make it. Right, right. But what happened to me was, you know, I I was good at journalism. (laughs) Great. Because it was the same fucking game. Right, and this is what I realized, because it's storytelling. It goes back to the point that you said, it's all storytelling. Now I get to a point in my journalism career where I'm at Genius, and you know, the day that I joined Genius, every rapper worth talking about was tweeting about me moving to Genius. You know, Meek Mill had tweeted about it, and this was three days after Back to Back. He wasn't on Twitter for those three days, but he tweeted to say, yo, congratulations, Rob. Congratulations, Genius. This is dope. That's so great, man. That's so fucking awesome. What I realized at that point was, um, it's time to follow the passion. And Even right then and there. Maybe not at that moment. But that became the seed. But, but first of all, I'm at a point in journalism where nobody's going to fire me for making music. Really what it came down to is I had accomplished everything in my life. I accomplished more than I thought I could. I accomplished in that more. field. Yeah, but in life. <clears throat> of course, yeah, I get it. More, more than I thought I could, more than I think a lot of people gave me credit for when I was growing up. Sure. But I didn't want to look back and at my life and not do the one thing that I always wanted to Good do. Good for you, man. Which was make music. And honestly, bro, do it. honestly, I think the biggest confusion of the way people consume my content is 
I believe in the way that you did it more than the way that people interpret what I'm telling them to do is. Mm-hmm. People hear the part of my content that says, go jump, quit your job. They don't hear the practical part. Right. Right. They don't, they, didn't, they didn't hear the other part of the sentence which was, if you're willing to live in a shittier situation in the short term right. to give you, you could have made the jump, mm-hmm. but you and your girl and your baby mm-hmm. would have had it even shittier. You right. could have. Right. You didn't have to take the check from XXL. Right. You could have kept going. And check wasn't that big. That's the right. Time. You could have worked at the fucking, right? Baby. You know, but you could have worked at the Bohudeja. Right. You, you could have. Right. You could have fucking played CeeLo in the corner, try to win. Mm-hmm. You, you could have. You could have moved in with your moms. You right. could have. Right. They hear the jump. Right. They don't hear the, but everything else besides the jump is about to get worse. The 22 year olds hear me say, yo, this is the practical time to jump. All these kids that are shitting on their parents because of my content, don't hear the part that I agree with their parents on, which is, wait, so, oh kid, who I just paid college for? Well you're telling me some fucking asshole Gary B on the internet said don't get a job, and now you're gonna be a rapper? Cool, but I'm not giving you any more money. Right. <laughs> right. These kids hear it and they're like, they want moms and dads to still give them a thousand dollar Starbucks card, or pay for the gym. Now you gotta dug it out. <laughs> so, so people are hearing, the part they want to hear from me. That's why so many people don't fuck with me at first because I'm putting pressure on them and they go rather listen to some other bullshit person who said- People want to be coddled. People want their People do not want to be held accountable. People do not want to eat shit. People people want to prove everybody wrong without doing the work to prove everybody wrong. Mm -hmm. People think like I'm not going to get a job after 22 and put entrepreneur in my headline and that's the win. I saw it in Silicon Valley too. The win was raising the money. You grew up in the genius game, like you get it, right? Like you saw Twitter 2010 through 15, congratulations, just like when you left, congratulations, you raised $3 million. I was like, so? That's when the pressure starts. That's when, because now you gotta prove that you're worth that. Now you gotta prove that. There's a Bloomberg video, D-Rock, I wanna fucking edit it in here right now on this rant. I want it up, I want the whole fucking thing. I know you got a lot of good content today, I want a lot of it. I'm on fucking Bloomberg, and everybody's cheering, it's this fucking Techstars competition, and some dude goes, uh, you know, everyone else was like talking about shit. I raise money. No, I'm sorry. I raise money. I raise money. I raise money. And everyone's. And dude goes, We haven't raised any money. We've been making money. And everyone's quiet. And I lose my shit. I'm like, This why this whole fucking thing's broken. Fuck you. It's reversed. People aren't hearing the part that matters. But, but, but the one thing, I, and I will say, because I don't want people to take it. I love journalism too. I loved working at Double XL. We, I, I was part you, of the you re- staff. You ready for this? What's up? I think you're gonna still do journalism. Absolutely. Well, the plan the plan is not to quit. Like, of course, you don't have to. The part that people don't understand is this fucking internet thing gave you options. Yeah, yeah. And 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 and, and even the where I'm at now with the music is. I'm trying to find, I built a fan base for my journalism. I built a following. I built um, people in, respect. In two, place, in two places, in the B2B and the B2C. Yeah. yeah. You understand? Yeah. The biggest thing you built was the B2B love. Right, because. That's why you understood that's why all the. That's the Barclays. Of course. Yeah. That's why I'm opening for two chains at Terminal 5. Like, I, I, I know what it is. 100%. Like, and, but now it's like not wasting those opportunities. How, well, listen, you're not gonna waste them because you got lucky and were brought up in a way to not understand how to waste them. Right. You just might not be talented enough. Right. Your thing isn't gonna be the wasted. Right. You weren't coddled and fed. 
You were hungry. Right. You've got the hard part down. Right. Now it just depends how talented you are. Yeah. That's, you know, like honestly, and, that's and, what's kind of cool. And, and, and that's all. That's all you want is a shot. Like, a hundred percent. Like, look, and this this record isn't out yet. I haven't done any features yet. You know, I, I have a bunch of rap friends that haven't done any features. Um, I have a record that's done. I'm gonna put it out in a couple of weeks with featuring Styles P. Styles P. To me, when you talk about rap, is one of the most technically skilled rappers around. Like the craft. Yeah. I, I feel like I held my own. I feel like I got on that record with him. And whether you like my verse better than his or his verse better than mine, I belong. Like you're gonna hear it and you're gonna be like, oh wow, he belongs. Like I see why this is where he's going. And that's, and that's why you wanted to do it. Absolutely. Yeah, it makes sense. It's the right strategy. Absolutely. And with our playlist, the reason I just pulled my phone out, like, I posted the playlist like I do every week. The only comment was someone wrote, Long Flight Home truly struck me. Really appreciate you putting me on. That's his song. It was the last song on our playlist this week, and it's his song. And, like, he was telling me how he wrote it. Storyteller. Storyteller. Listen, He's man. For his flight. Listen, his flight. listen. It's the only reason I kill. You know me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like comic books. Episode one. Big. Of course, you're your story, brother. <laughs> the only reason I'm even sit, the only reason I'm sitting here is because when Juicy came out, I started to understand why I liked it. Because Biggie was painting such a clear fucking story in that fucking song, and I, at 18 years old, was like, oh, that's what I like. Up until that point, with fucking, you know, Dr. Dre and Too Short and fucking Beastie Boys and Fat Boys and, you know, like Harris One, I didn't know. I was like, it's cool, I'm from Edison, it's tough. But the, that song came out, I knew exactly what his room looked like. I knew exactly what was happening. And I was like, and forever my relationship with the genre changed. I don't even understand music. I'm being dead serious. Like right. all these producers and everything, like beats and everything. I'm like, yes. Like I understand the thesis of like, like you know, hip, when hypnotize comes on and you hear that, bang, bang, like I get that. That makes me want, like I get that. Right. But I don't fuck with it. Right. You know what it is. I want to hear what the person's gonna say. You you do, you do understand because it's a feeling. So no. Let, look, again, right. I understand. Right. But. I understand if it's off the fucking right. rocker right. and like everybody understands and it comes on and everybody in the club goes and everyone's dance. I understand. Right. But out of like a thousand songs right now of really good producers, right. I'm not gonna understand 994 of them because they're just gonna be great. Right. But what I'm gonna understand is what people are saying. Like when Big Crit is, what Big Crit's trying to yeah. say to me, what Rallo is saying yeah. in that song. That Young Bands, I fuck with him because of that. I like what he's saying. He's and he's still a kid, and he's got fucking pain inside of him, yeah. and he's like I can hear it. Right. That's why you're gonna win. Right. It, you know, it was funny that that you say that. Um, the record that's on the Monday to Monday playlist, Long Flight Home. Like, I was literally in LAX. My flight got delayed. I just <laughs> wanted to be home, and the flight kept getting pushed back, and I was in get a frustrated. And my producer has sent me three beats. So I'm like, let me just check out these beats. I checked out the first one, first 10 seconds, ugh, I don't like it. Second one, first 10 seconds, ugh, I don't like it. The beat for Long Flight Home came on. I think it was called Winter Story was the name of the beat before it was called. I played it and I was like, holy shit, this beat is the exact move that I'm in. So let's go, like, let's go. So I started writing uh -huh. on the spot in LAX, sitting down waiting for my plane. I stopped writing, I look to, to, to my right and I see a clutch, a coach clutch. Yep. And I pick it up and is this anybody's? It's nobody's. I look, there's $500 in it, ID, credit cards. I'm like, holy shit. 
let the old me would have kept that book. <laughs> but I said, man, I took it to the gate and said, look, somebody left this, you know. And I'm thinking, I'm like, you know, like I'm that's not my shit. That could be their student loan. That could be their car note. You know, whatever. I sit back down to write the song and forgot where I was at. So I'm like, where do I pick up? At? So and oh, I'm gonna pick up with what just happened. I found a clutch with 500 in it. Mm. You know, just turned it in at the gate. You know, like and and, and I went I, from there. Listen, <laughs> listen, look at the fuck I'm doing. Right. I, I think that's the number one thing people should do right. is tell the truth and document the fucking journey. Right. I don't think there's any first. You know how many people, actually, this is actually to talk to music people. I think I understand, like, I, I think a couple more years, I'm gonna be like really helping people in music. Let me explain. The first project's easy. Got your whole life to write it. You got a, a, a life's worth of stories. You got it. My first keynote, of course it was perfect. I'm like, I'm a boy from Belarus. Right. I wrote a fucking, like, lemonade, and it hit. It hit. It hit because it was easy. I didn't realize, of course I didn't have slides. Of course I was spitting from the top. I was just telling you who the fuck I was and what I was thinking about. But I told you what I was for the first 20 minutes and the reason they all fucked with me after a while, because there's only so many times you can hear about the baseball cards, Mm -hmm. was, and then I told you about what was happening right now. And so to me, a lot of artists kill that first project and they become one hit wonders or one project superstars because they don't realize they want to tell a story which means they're making up shit. Right. right. But what they need to tell you is like, what the fuck happened when you made the transition from the streets to the businessman trying to negotiate with right. you? I'll tell you. Again. Or that first, like, where's the, like. In that, in that song, Long Flight Home. So. Let's talk about it again. Because of my relationships, when I dropped my first EP last year and I signed with Empire Distribution, everybody expected me to have a bunch of features because I had great relationships. Right. I didn't want a bunch of features. I because you thought it strategically, like, right. cool, then I got it. But I'm, I'm going to keep it real. There were some guys that I asked for features who, who didn't take me seriously. And it just fueled something fire. And I, I never wanted that. to admit that because it, it made me feel like if no. I did it, I was lesser. No, 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 it's you're down, more, you're more. Yeah. That's me. I'm I'm driven. I'm I, I all I want is negative comments. Right, right. It drives you. I love that. The, the, the funniest thing is the people that give me love in this comment section. I love them. I love them more, like my I love my mother. Right, right. But the people that love leave me negative comments. They don't realize. They think they're tearing me down. You're fucking feeding me, you right. motherfucker. <laughs> You're feeding me. You're fucking Fuck feeding. You me. You're so not smart. Right. You, I actually. I only feel two things. You're so not smart, you're feeding me. I'm gonna get bigger and badder because of what you're doing. And then number two, I feel bad for you. I feel sorry for those people. I feel bad for you. You really have so much pain in your life that you've taken time out of being on the offense to come to me and tell me something bad? I, feel, I hate that. I, your mom fucked up. Like I like something happened. I feel the same way. I, I really feel bad for those people and, and, and I get it. Steve you know what's a little, is, I apologize for cutting no, you off. The no. one weird thing about me that I'm, the thing about me that that probably the culture likes. The thing that's weird with me though is if I were you, if I was living your exact life right now, after my pro- after I was accepted as like that skilled, I would destroy those fuckers on wax. Right. I'll, I'll re- and I mean in a fun, because they're your friends, right. in a fun way. Like, I'm very chippy. Right, fuck them. Like, so I'm ready too, like, I'm not really, 
a battle type of guy, more of a storyteller. But this is hip hop and it's competitive and it's a blessing. Oh, so God, that's the best. Came, it's the best. I'm ready. I'm always ready too. But honestly, unlike what you did there, I'm keeping it all inside. <laughs> all of it. And the truth is, I keep it inside because the good news is 99.9% of it goes away. Right. But man, do I feel bad for those point one. Right. Right. Because their feelings are gonna be hurt forever. Right. <laughs> but you know, the, 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 the I'm trying to do. Start. I'm trying to do generational hurt. We over here trying to build generational wealth. I'm trying to build generational Like, I was just thinking about the point one. There's two or three people on a list. I'm an, and their kids are gonna get hurt. Like everyone, like the, and I and I and I. I'll t- but you know me. Yeah. It's because they really like doing the wrong thing. Is the wrong oh, yeah, thing, and and my, honestly, there used to be seven people on the list, but enough time went on. Like my hope is that it never it happens. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Go, Number one thing away. I tell about you is that you had a really good heart. That's what I always tell everyone. You know what I mean? So yeah, they must have really messed up. You know what it is? I'm just competitive, <laughs> and it, it, the, the big thing for me is just like, it's like it's it's really funny. Like it, it it's funny. I can actually now I'm gonna talk it out for real. I'll never do it. I never. How many times have you seen me hurt somebody? Never. It's just not in me. But it's on it. It's 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 it's, it's on the shelf, and it feeds me because I want to stick in people's mouth. The greatest feeling is the look. Hmm. There's been plenty of times in business when somebody's looked at me and I've looked at them and we know the exact story that happened. Hmm. Seven years ago, you punked me and said I was gonna be shit. I fucking crushed. And three years ago, I fucking helped your sister. And one year ago, you acknowledged it subliminally and now we're both looking at each other and I'm like, see, I'm a bigger man than you. You fucking, I'm a bigger man than you. I just call it Tupac vibes. (laughs) (laughs) Or when when Gary speaks and they spell his name wrong, like that's probably something you're gonna go through. I love it. Show and they fuck up something. Boy, I saw a video yesterday that VaynerMedia made that I'm in, they spelled my name wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I was at a keynote, he's like, they spelled my name wrong on this thing and I will destroy the whole competition. Everyone's standing ovation at the end of the show. No, man. um, Complex kind. Yeah, man. But... Man, I like it. I, I appreciate where you come from, man, and in and, and, and a lot of ways, you know, my, my EP was called Right to Dream, and because I'm a writer, I started out as a journalist. That's cool. W-R-I-T-E, I like to that. dream. But, but the real message is, I have a right to dream, you have a right to dream, you have a right to dream, and nobody and has I, the right to dream. down. And my man, do you know why it matters the most right now and why I'm putting out so much shit? If you were writing for The Source in 1994, if you were literally born right. 20 years earlier right. and were writing for The Source, you wouldn't be in the music industry today. No. Because you would have had to get signed. You, like, the end. Right. They, like, Empire and Spotify right. and YouTube and our playlist, they don't, people don't get it. Right. A right to dream was aspirational and ideological mm-hmm. 50 years ago. Yeah. It's just not anymore. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Honestly, like I can't believe that fucking a kid right now is gonna get hyped off of this, record on some bullshit on his phone, on her phone, upload it to SoundCloud, a million. and sell out fucking Madison Square Garden in nine years. Because we've seen it. And that, you know, honestly, yeah. and, 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 and the one thing that I can tell you, I, thankfully I'm in a position because of the journalism, 
I don't have to monetize the music. I got it. Um, I want to monetize the music and I want to grow it as and a business, you will. but I don't want to skip any steps. I get it. So I'm building a base. So money is not really an issue. It's for love. But the most rewarding thing, more than a check, and you know, I've gotten a couple of checks off the rap shit, it's cool, but the most rewarding thing the is the love, that I get. The love. It's just, yo. That you verse. Me to write yeah, that book that yeah. I always yeah. wanted to write. And well, who now you, I'm gonna who write. are you talking to? That's all. You get that's all I've defaulted into. Right. And then, and then those people, you know, they always say people might not remember what exactly what you said to them, but they'll always remember how you made them feel. Maya Angelou. Yeah. And th- those people, so whoever writes that book, whoever becomes the, 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 the next big rapper, whoever becomes the next big journalist, they're never going to forget who inspired them. And my man, you're part of that network. My man, it's the only thing I think about. I, I absolutely know I will be the greatest entrepreneur of this era right. because I'm gonna win on the two fronts that people are gonna judge by. I'll make enough money so that I'm in the conversation and I will fucking inspire <laughs> and help more entrepreneurs than the rest of the field combined. I'm talking all of them. Because what Elon Musk does in his actions to inspire is incredible. Mm. It's incredible. And Steve Jobs, and the, but what I'm doing is different. Mm. And I know it. Mm. The end. Cause, and by the way, it's because I want it more. Right. It's not that I'm better, or, I just want that. That's the part I want. I'm, it's what this whole thing is. That's why the documented, like people don't even understand what I'm actually doing. I'm leaving so much, like from a businessman's table, I'm leaving so much money on the table. Right. But money's not the goal. No. You know what's funny for me? Money stopped being the goal at $100,000. I couldn't believe I made $100,000 a year. Right. I was like, that was it. Right. And since then, nothing's been the same. Doesn't feel the same. Not a million, not 10 million, doesn't feel the same. 100,000. Right. Five bucks, when I cut, see this? See this scar? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was the ring boy in, my, in a relative's wedding and Jewish people step on the glass. Right. I was the oldest of the kids. I was like nine, everyone else was six and five. I was the alpha, running everybody around being ridiculous. I was like, yo, let's go find the glass. I found it, I went and grabbed it, cut the shit out of my hand. We were still pretty poor back then, like nothing, like real, like poor, middle class, lower, lower middle class. And my dad gave me five bucks to go home with my great grandmother, cause I didn't want to leave. That was the best day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I've never told that story. Uh, that was that five, I, I looked at that $5 bill my whole life, I think, like, like for six years I looked at it. Right. It felt like so much. Right. Now I don't even know how to, because ATMs don't give anything less than 20, mm. I t- you know this, I tip 20 for everything, and it's really funny, because I don't want to. I think 10 is more applicable sometimes. I'm not the best guy ever, but I, I just don't have them on me. <laughs> you just don't got, you don't got the 10s so on you. That's what, you gotta go to the hood ATMs t- and get the five 10s. <laughs> yeah, man. The whole thing, man. Time for me to go? Okay. Yeah. I gotta bounce. Thank you for this, man. Yeah, man, listen. Keep hitting us up. We want to give love. I'm very fascinated by. I, I, I loved the track. Like, I appreciate it. Thank loved you. it. And I so saw the storytelling. You know. Thank you. And I just wanted to make you feel something. I wanted to just make you feel something. Guys, thanks so much for listening to the audio experience. It would mean the world, and I mean the world, if you could go and leave a rating on iTunes. Your word of mouth is my oxygen. 